The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as Eric Kruger joins us today with Smart Yield out of Kearney, Nebraska. And boy, I tell you, Eric, I was hoping to start out the 1st of July, the first trading day of the week, first trading day of the month with some positive news. Now, maybe if you're a livestock guy and you're looking at these grain prices, you're okay with what's going on. But definitely a struggle bus for the grains today. It was. It was, uh, you know, much lower on, on all, all grain markets. We had corn down 9 to 10 on the close, beans over 15, and uh, wheat touching, you know, 18 to 20 down in Kansas City, Chicago down 15, 16. So it was just a negative day, probably some carryover uh, from the report Friday and um, a little better weather for harvest in the wheat country and a, a little better growing weather for corn and beans. I literally think the, the corn grew a foot, foot and a half over the last couple of days with this heat. I think so. I think it's it's what the crop needs. And now going forward, when you start looking at the forecast, we're kind of going to lose a, a lot of this heat that we've had over the last week. Um, it looks like on the 6 to 10 day, get a little cooler and wetter. So we'll have to see how the market wants to react to that. But I think the crop's got a long ways to go. Um, you know, we all know what the report did on, on Friday. And, and I think a little follow through today. But I think we're kind of in the, in the middle of no man's land here. We're not going to see uh, revised numbers on the acres until that August report um, on the 12th. We'll have a report next Thursday, not this Thursday, next Thursday, the 11th. That'll be a little different numbers on crop production. So there's going to be a lot to digest. Um, we'll see what this afternoon's crop ratings do. Probably a little bit of an increase um, in good excellent just because of the weather we had last week. But all of that's a little bit of pressure on the market right now. Well, let's talk about that elephant in the room. Still a lot of digest digesting trying to figure out this USDA reporter Friday yeah it, it is and it's hard it's hard to step back and, and know what to believe I, I know any time that uh, on the corn side of it it's way above what any of the even the highest trade guess was and on the bean side way below what the lowest trade guess was so it, it's tough when you look back and go well on you know in June on the 11th we had a crop production report that brought the acres way down and kept beans the same well it's um, you know came from the same place but two different groups of people coming up with the numbers so there's there's a little bit of discrepancy there and it's hard for us to figure that out and i know you know every farmer we talk to is going kind of that same just shaking your head and wondering how and why but it's what we have to work with so um you got to kind of step back and go December corn's in this 420 area. We need to fill the gap right at 420. 50% of the retracement of this this move up, this whole leg up from our low up to this recent high is 418 and a half. So hopefully we can kind of hold this area and and move forward from here with a little more positive news. You talk about moving forward though, as they try to do their marketing and they look at maybe what the crops are doing just outside their window. They got to remember it's beyond their back door. There's so many others that are having adverse and good weather alike to kind of factor into these market numbers. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that, you know, it's, it's a pretty good given this year. Hopefully everybody will understand there's so much variability across the country that we probably fully won't know on, on numbers or have a, a real great idea. Unlike some other years where we know we're going to have a really good crop in a lot of areas until post-harvest, until we really know the numbers. So I think coming into this, we, we can hope, um, you know, guys follow the marketing plan. If you haven't, We'll have more opportunities. Um, I'm, I'm not sure where that is, but hopefully it's a little higher than this. And if we do, I think guys need to need to have decisions made and be ready to pull the trigger on those. 
When you look at, at what's going on um, currently, and we know that USDA talks about their planning intentions, we know also that they're going to do some resurveying of those prospective planning areas. What or how, I guess, does that all get factored in, knowing that those numbers definitely are going to see some changes in the next report? Yeah, I, th- I think the trade coming into that will have an area kind of like we had before where we were kind of ran up into those 470s on, on new crop corn based off of kind of a, a scenario that was a lot worse than it ended up being, at least on this report. So I think the trade will, will, will price the crop into a number that they're comfortable with. Um, we're going to find out some more information before that August 12th report, before that survey's out, we'll have certified acres come out. So there'll be a lot on the insurance side that kind of gives us a better idea of prevent plant and, and what's actually in the ground. And then that report on the 12th would be a big deal. But I think the trade does a really good job uh, with some of the private analysts. And then also with, uh, like I said, we'll get some of those certified numbers that will give us a better idea of where this is at before that report. Export inspections are not any prettier. They are. And I think maybe that's dragging a little bit on on beans as well, too, even though we had that nice announcement on Friday of of the sale to China. But we get an announcement that we're going to have a truce, you know, and try and try and figure something out with China. But there's really no follow-through news there, and I think the market's just off the promise of, of purchases. Without any hard data, the market seems to not react anymore to that, and I think we're a little negative. The open weather probably means a few more acres in the ground on beans um, uh, over the last few weeks, and I think we're going to continue to battle that until we see some of these exports pick up. We've heard a lot of uh, rumblings that Brazil's looking to plant even more corn in this next growing season taking advantage to the struggles we've had here in the U.S. Yeah, and I think any time that there's profitability on on the table, and I think with the market being pushed up and then all of a sudden some added demand coming their way, they're going to try and expand that crop. Um, I think depending on how the next, you know, three months, four months go in the United States, the world might need that crop. Um, There's there's always ideas that we've had some some really adverse weather now in Europe that's going to lower their crop production and then all of a sudden in China you're getting these news about these army worms and everything else that could lower their production so what it does is it starts putting a little grip on that world number and if, if that continues to slide depending now on how our, our acres come out what we actually harvest and what, what the yield is uh, that could be the case for sure. There is a lot that is going to be weighing on these next couple of USDA reports and obviously the truth will be in the pudding shall we say when those combines start rolling. That's correct. Well, stick around, folks. We do have a lot more coming up on this Monday. Of course, it is the first day of July, believe it or not, as we hit the full part of summer. It is the Fontenelle Final Bell. We'll have more coming up in just a moment on the Rural Radio Network. And welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I am Susan Littlefield as Eric Kruger joins us with Smart Yield. During the commercial break, Eric, you and I were kind of talking about this USDA report. And obviously, there's still so much that needs to be factored in and figured in. And we know, as we mentioned, upcoming reports are really going to weigh in it. But I wanted to look at the social media aspect of it because Twitter on Friday, heck, Twitter even today is still talking about this USDA report. 
It is, and I, I try and caution everybody that social media is either it's one side or the other, and you can you can take it for what it's worth. But I, I think sometimes it helps set either a really positive tone or it sets such a negative tone. And I think after the Oyster report, as you were saying, and as anybody on, on social media knows, it's been it's been really really negative. So it's it's hard to just kind of try and step back from that and not say, stay so negative. You know, it, it's been a good break, but we also had a really great run up. So look at some of the positives of it. I think the numbers from the USDA, I don't think they're malicious. I don't think there's a conspiracy. I think it's, you know, it's what, what they knew as of June 1st and what the survey said. And I, it showed a lot of acres left to plan on corn, over 15 million acres, over 30 plus million acres of beans. And they have to assume those get planted until a survey tells them otherwise, which I believe is why they're resurveying. So we know it's probably somewhere in between that, but you know, that's that's what we have to work with right now. Exactly, and I'm glad to see that they are doing that resurveying. Let's jump over to the livestock side, feed usage side. Um, can we take advantage of what we're seeing in the break in these prices? Yeah, I think that's one of the things a guy can step back and look at it. Uh, we, we've seen a, a little uptick um, on the cattle side. Uh, we've been very, very vocal with our guys about saying on this break, if we do have any uh, any feed usage demand that we need, uh, come in and come in and protect that. Um, this is all of a sudden blink and you're 50 cents lower than we were here a few weeks ago. Um, so on that side of it, protect it, protect that cost. And you know, on the other side, on the cattle side, we we did have a nice uh, reversal last week a weekly reversal on august live cattle we put a new low in came back and closed over two dollars higher for the week key reversal so uh, i think that's positive they're off a little bit today but it was it was a roller coaster of a day in the cattle up over two bucks on front month feeders and closing a little lower so um either way i think hopefully technically that might be showing us the signs that maybe maybe we could have a significant summer low in here but time will tell but right now it looks pretty good as you look at the fat cattle side of it did we get a low last week, or are we still kind of toying with that? I, technically, you know, when you see a weekly or key weekly reversal like that, it would say yes. But I, And I think we saw cash in the south at 109. Then all of a sudden, Nebraska, we have 109 to 111, averaging that high 110. I think hopefully that's supportive. And with August so pri- priced so far below this on the futures in this 104 area, I think hopefully that, that low does hold. For the hog markets, we saw you told me some near limit up action. That's some positive news. Is it because of all the China talk, or are we seeing something else going? I think a little bit of that, and you know, the report last week had a little bit of a pretty strong uh, bearish number for farrowing intentions, and then all of a sudden, the, you know, the uh, letters were up a little bit uh, year over year, so that was kind of bearish. And then all of a sudden, I think this China news and this thought that we're going to continue these you know these talks and we could have better exports to china we're probably going to need to see some evidence of that but right now it's pretty positive and you know your august october and december contracts were all well into the two dollars up for the day well it is a holiday week we know that markets are closed on thursday we'll reopen again for for a friday trade as you prep towards thursday what are some things that our guys need to kind of keep in mind I think we just need to keep in mind um, if, if we can hold some of these significant areas on the grain side of it. Um, look for cattle to stay stable and hopefully move up a little bit. Um, but take advantage. You know, I, I look off a break like this, and ho- hopefully this isn't our last move, and it's going to be a volatile summer like it usually is. So have some targets in place and be ready to take advantage of them because, as we've seen over the last two sessions, it can, it can leave pretty quick. So um, there, there's nothing wrong ever with protecting some of the profit that's, that's in front of us. And just to reiterate, too, that need to, to sit down and speak to folks like you guys and have a plan in place, especially as we continue to move through the summer months. 
Yeah, it is. And it's, it's, it's easy to say it. It's a lot harder to follow through with it. So having somebody uh, on your side to help you with that always makes a big difference. What's the key walkaway that you have conversation right now with customers as you talk about these current and clients with this current market status? I think one of the key walkways is just, you know, making sure you understand where your production is going to be and, and, and taking advantage of maybe some future sales up to your insurance levels. If not, protecting this market while the profit's here. We can always, you can always as a producer put positions in place to take advantage of what could be a significant move later in the year. But right now there's profit in front of you, so ne- never let that walk away. Some important things to think about as we continue to market into, is there some keys? Do we need to really kind of keep an eye on the livestock side, the grain side? What are going to be those pops for that best return on investment right now? Yeah, I think right now you got to look at this break in the corn market and bean market and really look and say, hey, over the next six to eight weeks, we're going to see an unbelievable amount of data back in. We almost might be uh, more, more, I guess, unknown than we were before the report on Friday. So where we're doing resurveys and the yields are going to change a lot and the perception of the yield is going to change a lot with weather over the next six weeks, I think guys just need to be ready for that and be in whatever position you need to be in, whether it's putting targets in front of you or putting upside in place. All right, sounds good. What's the best way to get a hold of you, Eric? Yeah, they can call us at 308-234-6805 or they can go online to mysmartyield.com. And that is the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle and all the local dealers on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.